Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good Tuesday morning. This on this November 7th, I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for my dear sister in Christ, Teresa Tamio, this morning. I'm the host of Epiphany and Ave Maria Radio and of Epiphany Communications. It's always a pleasure to be with all of you today. It is Election Day, and we are, of course, praying uh, for our uh, elected leaders. We ask, we, we, we ask you to pray before you even head to the polls and do your research. Teresa and I talk about this all the time, about the importance of doing your research and, um, and knowing what you're voting for and who you're voting for before you head to the polls. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But first, I'm going to share with you the guests that will be joining us here this morning and really kind of tied into the election issues. Ashley McGuire, Senior Fellow at the Catholic Association, is going to be talking with us about a recent comprehensive study of women who have had abortions found that vast majority, two in three, felt pressured or forced into abortion. The Catholic Association Senior Fellow, Ashley McGuire and Fellow, Lee Sneed and noted in their recent piece that even the rich and the famous, such as Britney Spears, are not protected from the harsh pressures to undergo an abortion. Yeah, I read about that. It was really heartbreaking to know how many women are pressured into having abortions. And we know we've talked about this. Teresa talks about this a lot in uh, post-abortive women and the healing that is needed uh, and that and the healing programs that are available to them. So we'll be talking with Ashley McGuire about that. And what can we do when we have these, these facts and this information? Now what do we do? What do we do as Catholics to support women who feel pressured? How can we be there for them? You know, I, I've been put in situations that I never thought I'd be put in where people have reached out to me and they're in a crisis pregnancy and they need to help. In fact, I, I got a call many years ago um, by a young woman when I was still uh, editing and I owned a local uh, newspaper magazine, monthly magazine for the Chaldean community here. I was co-owner, co-publisher and editor in chief. And I got a phone call out of the blue because I'd written about abortion and uh, the pressures women have had in our community to have abortions. And uh, I got a call out of a blue from a young woman uh, who I normally would not answer the call because I didn't recognize the phone number and something prompted me to answer the call and I know it was the Holy Spirit she was in a crisis pregnancy and I needed help she was a teenager her parents had kicked her out she didn't know where to turn and she had read my article that I had written on the cover uh, a couple months prior and she reached out for me for help and of course I called Teresa and Teresa put me in touch with um, Dr. Monica Miller who I had known and interviewed and and then my friend Adora uh, Ibrahim got involved and we helped this woman out and just this past summer at my friend Adora's house I and, and, and with Dr. Monica Miller, I sat down and actually had dinner with her. First time I ever met her in person. I met her beautiful daughter. And by the grace of God, she kept that baby. She reconciled with the father of the child. They didn't get married, but they did reconcile. He's in her life. And her family accepted her back in the home as, as the second that little 
gorgeous baby was born. And so sometimes God puts us in these positions to help women in need. And we have to arm ourselves with the right tools and the resources and the support in order to do that. And so now that we know this truth that so many women, majority are pressured into having abortions, what can we as Catholic women do for them? As, as men and women, Catholics, men and women, when these situations come our way. I didn't expect that phone call, but the Lord knew what he was doing. He knew that I had resources and contacts that I could help her. She, By the grace of God, she read my story, and uh, she called me. And um, so we, we, we uh, helped her out and got her the resources. Thank God to Monica Miller and Adora were so instrumental. I just connected the people. A lot of what I do in my work is connect people with other people. And I, I call myself a connector all the time, connect, communicate, collaborate. That's what I talk about on my show epiphany all the time. How can we do that as Catholics connect, communicate, collaborate with our Catholic community. And that was just an example of doing that. So we'll talk with Ashley McGuire here this morning. Beth Vander Coy will be joining us, executive director of Greater Columbus Right to Life. It is Election Day in Ohio and the state of Michigan. She's going to talk with us about the abortion extremists being on the ballot there, and she could tell us what's happening and the efforts to get the word out on these issues. It's so important that we understand what is happening and why it's happening. And that's why we need to be informed citizens and vote our Catholic conscience. Powerful pro-life uh Ads urges rejection of radical Ohio amendment, late-term abortion. And there's a couple articles in the National Catholic Register as well about how Ohio abortion supporters outraised pro-life side three to one ahead of the November referendum. This is what's happening. And this is why Proposal 3 passed here in the state of Michigan, because we are outraised. You know, pro-abortion people can raise so much more money. And a part of that is because Planned Parenthood gets a half a billion dollars of our taxpayer dollars and turns around and uses that money. Our taxpayer dollars uses that money to go support pro-abortion candidates and pro-abortion issues like we've seen, like we saw in Michigan in Proposal 3 and like we're seeing in Ohio with their issue on 1. And this is what's happening. And that's why we have to go prayerfully to the polls we have to know what's going on and we have to do our research and we can't just rely on one source. We have to know what we're doing. And just a few years ago, uh, the USCCB Communications put out some literature on Catholics forming their consciences for faithful citizenship. And this is so important. Catholics care and Catholics vote. And we vote because we are citizens. And thank God we have the right to vote. You know, I am a child of immigrants who never had the right to vote in Iraq. They were raised by a dictatorship. And if you talk to anybody who's come from a dictatorship, a communist country, a socialist country, into this country, they're going to tell you why they left that country. Because they wanted the freedoms that this country has bestowed to us and that are threatened more and more every single day because of how we're voting, right? So we have candidates, we have elected officials who threaten our rights, our freedoms to vote, to freedom of expression, speech, religion. We're seeing this every day. And so that's why elections matter. Don't just raise up your hands and give up because you think there's a vac- election fraud. There's been election fraud for, for, for decades. That's nothing new. Maybe it's gotten worse. I don't know. I don't have that research in front of me. But we have to vote and we have to pray. And that's why 
the USCCB encourages us our, to form our consciences through studying scripture and the teachings of the church and examination of facts and prayerful reflection. Teresa and I talk about this all the time. Do your research. Know what and who you're voting for before you go to the polls. So the USCCB put together this brief insert a few years ago, which is still relevant today. And it's intended as a starting point to help us respond to our choices in the current political landscape. And while there are many moral issues before us, every issue is not equal. And we know this to be true because if we can't protect the fundamental rights of life, of life, then really what else matters? And that includes abortion and euthanasia. These are fundamental and demand serious considerations. We have to look at these first and foremost. And as somebody in the communications industry, Epiphany Communications, you know, I've worked with both Democrats and Republicans, and I've never picked a political party, but I look at the candidate and I look at the situations. And the first issue I look at is, you know, who's pro-life. That's the first issue I look at before I take on a candidate to work with. If I help with communication strategies, who is pro-life? You know, and I've never picked a political party and nor will I ever pick pick a political party but we have to do our research we have to vote our conscience we have to know what our faith teaches so take that to prayer do your research before you go to the polls it is nine minutes past the hour here on catholic connection i'm vanessa denhagarmo filling in for my dear sister Teresa tamio and now it's time for the news scanning the country and looking at the forecast i'll give you some temperatures in some of the states around the country here in the state of michigan we are going to see a high of 54 degrees in the detroit area southeast michigan mostly cloudy skies and we look at other parts in in the midwest cincinnati a high of 74 chicago a high of 52 minneapolis it's a little colder high of 46 and in sault saint marie in the northern part of michigan it's only 37 degrees and snow is happening and we if we look down uh, more east, Washington, 76 degrees. Norfolk is 79 degrees. Charlotte is 80 degrees. Boston, 65 and rainy today. In Miami, high of 84 degrees and sunny skies. Tampa is cloudy with a high of 86. New Orleans, 83 degrees. Houston, Texas, 84. Dallas, sunny and 86. Oklahoma City is 85. And uh, and we look in um West, Los Angeles is cloudy skies, a height of 70. San Francisco, high of 64 and sunny skies. And in Seattle, rain showers are expected most of today with a high of only 52 degrees. Polls are open this morning for what will no doubt be a closely watched general election in Ohio. Voters are making decisions on abortion access and the legalization of recreational marijuana through issues one and issues two. Election officials reported highly early voter turnout over the last several weeks as the measures draw strong reactions from people on both sides. Voting locations are open until 7.30 p.m. A Palestinian-led community group in New York City is calling for a day of action against election officials on this election day. Scott Pringle reports. A memo by the group called Within Our Lifetime is telling supporters to flood Election Day for Gaza. The memo went out to ask supporters to mobilize against election officials who, as the group states, are actively complicit in the genocide of the Palestinian people. This group is asking people to go to the offices of their local council, state, and congressional representatives. The group is planning a rally for 3 o'clock at City Hall. 
people gathered in New York Monday night for what was dubbed United for Israel. The event marked 30 days since the attack of October 7th to recall lives lost and to renew the plea to get those held hostage back from the Palestinian group Hamas. In addition, hundreds more with the group Jewish Voice for Peace made their message clear, unfurling banners at the base of the State of Liberty. Some proclaimed Palestinians should be free, while others carried messages like, not in our name. A 69-year-old Jewish man is dead after an altercation with pro-Palestinian demonstrators during dueling protests in Thousand Oaks. Daniel Martindale reports. Rabbi Moshe Breisky says the man was not trying to hurt anyone. He just heard that there was demonstrations taking place. He's a, he loves Israel, is proud of being a Jew, and he went to, to wave his flag. The Ventura County Sheriff's Office says the man was the victim of a battery on Sunday afternoon. He died in a hospital on Monday of what's being called a severe head injury. The Jewish Federation of Greater Los Angeles says a pro-Palestinian protester hit the man in the head with a megaphone. The incident is being investigated as a hate crime. I'm Daniel Martindale. Senate Republicans are unveiling a list of immigration reforms they want attached to any foreign and aid package for Ukraine. The proposal from Senators Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton, and James Langford includes the construction of the border wall, more pay for border patrol agents, and changes to the nation's asylum laws, which includes raising the standard for asylum requests for migrants who claim credible fear of persecution. The GOP senators want to end the so-called catch-and-release policy. Senate Democrats so far have resisted changes to immigration and asylum policy. Some customers still haven't been paid due to bank deposits delays caused by human error last week. Lisa Taylor has more. Banks emphasize to their customers that their funds are secure, according to CNN. A statement from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau says the agency is aware of the issue and monitoring how institutions are responding. Payments that didn't go through needed to be resent, which can take extra time. I'm Lisa Taylor. A barricaded suspect fired shots at Denver police during a standoff in the city's Highland neighborhood. The situation began Monday night with a call for a person in crisis, but the man barricaded himself near 35th and Navajo uh, Street when police learned he had warrants. The suspect reportedly fired shots at several responding SWAT officers, but none of them were hit, and a shelter-in-place order was issued for the surrounding area. The standoff continued into the early morning hours of Monday before the man was taken into custody. A trial date has been set for four of the five Memphis police officers charged in the beating death of Tyree Nichols during the traffic stop. To Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin the third, and Justin Smith were in court Monday where a judge said the trial will start August 12, 2024. All four have pleaded not guilty. The fifth officer, Desmond Mills, changed his plea to guilty last week. Mills can now be a cooperating witness for the prosecution, and it was recommended he get 15 years in prison. With a year before the 2024 presidential election, a majority of Americans think the country is headed in the wrong direction. These New Yorkers shared that sentiment. Not very positive, that's for sure. I'm afraid for the country. I'm afraid. I'm very frightened. I just can't be bothered by it. I really wish that there were two brand new candidates. That's why elections matter. Doing our research matters. According to a new poll from ABC News and Ipsos polls, and 95% of the Republicans think the country is on the wrong track, along with 76% of independents and 54% of Democrats. The clocks have been reset, but experts say you're likely still not operating on the correct time. Bree Tennis with details. 
We fell back one hour Sunday and returned to standard time. With that, we gained an hour of sleep but lost an hour of daylight. And that transition, so says experts at the American Medical Association, takes about seven days for the body to fully adjust. It's all about directing our internal circadian rhythm with sunlight and darkness. And they say that transition takes about a week. I'm Bree Tennis. It's 15 minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio. We have to take a break and we come back. Ashley McGuire, Senior Fellow at the Catholic Association, will be joining us. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. Have you ever been so grief-stricken and so heart-sick that you can't see God? You can't see God in the tragedy. You can't see God in that cross. You can't see God in that sick. Why? You're enveloped in that grief. You're enveloped in fear. And God is out the window. You don't see him standing right next to you. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. We're back here on Catholic Connection. Vanessa Dunhagarmo here. Joining us now is Ashley McGuire, Senior Fellow at the Catholic Association, talking with us about a recent comprehensive study of women who've had abortions found that vast majority, two and three, felt pressured or forced into it. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. And what an important story to be talking about as we're in uh, on Election Day here. No, it's really true because, you know, as um, so many are pointing out, issues relating to abortion are really at the front and center of so many um, different elections. You know, most especially all eyes are on um, Ohio. Um, but, no, this, this study, I think, is, really important for voters to be educated on, which found that of women who have had abortions, um, two and three felt they didn't want to have the abortion. They either felt like they had no choice or, in some cases, actually felt coerced into it. And, you know, I think even if you're somebody who's pro-choice, that's really alarming um, because I think it suggests that women actually don't feel like they have a choice when it comes to abortion. 
You know, and and so where's the pressure coming from? I mean, we've, Teresa and I have talked about this a lot, like not only when people go to um, abortion centers to have an abortion, they're not given all the information they need. And, you know, their agenda is to have an abortion, not really give women a choice and put everything on the table. So is the pressure coming from family, friends, the, the, the father of the child? I mean, where is that pressure coming from? I think so many different directions. You know, I think economic pressure is a big one. Um, and I think that's one area where the pro-life movement has really done a great job um, in all of these states that are passing abortion laws to protect women, protect babies. They're coupling that with the sizable amounts or sizable funding um, for uh, women, pregnancy centers, resources for moms who are choosing life um, because the economic pressure is real. But, no, I think, you know, there's we have a huge human trafficking problem in this country. It's a crisis. And so you have actual, um, you know, pimps taking girls, minors to abortion clinics. And, you know, just side note, one thing the, the pro-abortion agenda has been really trying to do is to take away parental notification. And all that does is make it easier for pimps um, and sexual abusers to take girls to abortion clinics against their will. But no, I think a lot of it is coming from men. I mean, I, I often call abortion... Um, you know, the, the linchpin of the patriarchy. I mean, nothing does more to uh, enable men to treat women as disposable objects um, than abortion. And, you know, I recently wrote about the story of Britney Spears coming out in her memoir and saying that Justin Timberlake basically made her feel pushed into an abortion. And she was somebody who had all the financial means in the world. And she still felt pushed into an abortion by her boyfriend, one that she didn't want to have, and one that she says still haunts her to this day. Yeah. You know, I when I read that, um, Ashley, by the way, I, I was just thinking about all the pro-supportive women and the trauma they go through and what it does to them. And you've seen Britney Spears have so many issues. And I'm not, I'm not a psychologist and I'm not her therapist, but you can't help but wonder if that abortion played a role in her spiraling downward over the last several years. And because we know research and studies have shown what post-abortive women have gone through when they don't get the healing that they need. No, I think there's a big push to deny that there's any kind of, um, you know, despite all the yard signs everywhere, science is real, to deny the science that shows that women really do bear psychological trauma from abortion. Um, And again, going back to that study, the fact that pretty much 70% of women didn't want to have the abortion that they had, I mean, that must only make the trauma that much worse. You have the trauma of the abortion, and then the trauma of feeling like you didn't want to do that. I mean, that is a terrible cross to bear. And I think you're right, you know, I'm not a psychologist either, but even if Britney Spears does have real mental health struggles, there's absolutely no way having an unwanted abortion didn't exacerbate those mental health struggles. And you look yeah. at women in today's society, and there's a crisis of mental health struggles. I mean, yeah. you know, with young people, suicide on the rise, suicide is on the rise in women, substance abuse is on the rise in women. And, you know, it's a little bit of the elephant in the room. The elephant in the country is, you know, what's the connection here between the fact that we have basically um, uh, a wave of women who felt pushed into their abortions?
Yeah, and you know, we're the pro-lifers are always accused not caring for the women, but let, the evidence is really showing on the other side that if you really cared for the women, you'd be caring for the women who are being pressured to have an abortion and don't want one. You'd be finding them alternatives. Those women who want to truly keep their baby and making them feel that they have the support they need, which is being ha- which happens on the pro-life side in the pregnancy crisis pregnancy centers. So those are the stories that the the mainstream media don't tell. They don't tell that side. In fact, a completely opposite narrative is being told is if the pro-lifers don't care about the women and the opposite is true. No, I think that's completely right because again, if you're somebody who's described yourself as pro-choice and you see a study that finds that two in three women didn't feel like they had a choice when it came to an abortion, that's a huge red flag. And if you were authentically pro-choice, truly, um, you would be concerned about this and say, whoa, Uh, Most of these women don't actually want to have abortions. How can we empower them to make the choice that they actually want to make? And that is what the pro-life movement, I think, is really doing a wonderful job of doing, which is building a pro-life safety net in the post-rule world, um, funneling money into these pregnancy centers. You know, I volunteer with this organization that um, helps women who want to have their babies. And the things that we do are incredible. I mean, everything from helping them fill out you know, get access to all these already existing resources, um, you know, like insurance programs, to providing them with everything they need, diapers, wipes, um, clothing, food, rent assistance, all these things for, for months. And then if we can't help them, you know, connecting them to other resources, it's, it's really been eye-opening to see the breadth of the services that many of these places provide. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing uh, an event again from Mothers and Unborn Baby Care this month, and they do exactly what you just talked about, Ashley, and helping women get the resources they need to care for their babies. And they don't just help them during their pregnancy. They help them for, you know, two, three years after helping these children. we got to take a break. We're talking with Ashley here uh, about a study about women being pressured into having abortions. Ashley McGuire, stay with us, everyone. We'll come back after the break. Father Benedict Groeschel. I often go back to my childhood. In church, we love to be reverent, to Christ present in the Eucharist, to Christ on the cross. But I was also impressed by the reverence of my friends in the Salvation Army. They had a little band, and I used to walk past the band on Sunday morning on my way to church. And I was just a child, but I said, you know, they're trying to pray to God. They're showing reverence to God. All this was reverence. Now what do I see? I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general and make fun of Christianity in particular and particularly make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Why does marriage require complete fidelity between spouses? The Catholic Catechism states that the intimate union of marriage is a mutual self-giving of two persons ordered to the welfare of their children, which requires that there be an unbreakable union between them. 
The deepest reason is found in the fidelity of Christ to his church. Through the sacrament of matrimony, the spouses are able to represent that fidelity and witness to it. For these reasons, the spouses can be nothing but completely faithful to one another. Marriage is such a deep, personal union of giving oneself to the other that it cannot, the Catechism asserts, be an arrangement until further notice. As difficult as it may seem to retain this indissolubility for a lifetime, it is made possible by God's irrevocable love in which the couple shares and which will support them through their marital journey. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. We're back here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio, talking with Ashley McGuire here this morning. We're talking about a recent comprehensive study of women who have had abortions found that vast majority, two and three, felt pressured and forced into it. And she wrote um, an article about Britney Spears herself not being protected from the harsh pressures to undergo an abortion here is a very famous and uh, woman in a position financially to keep that baby, but yet she felt pressured uh, to have an abortion. And she's talked about it in her memoir. And Ashley, what are you hoping people will take away from this study? What are you want, hoping they'll do with this information? You know, that's a great question. Um, one, I hope that people will volunteer with both their time and their resources um, to help the organizations that really do give women a true choice and enable them, empower them to choose life. There's so many, and, you know, it's as simple as doing a quick Google search to see, you know, in your town, in your county, in your city, what's there. Um, and, you know, I, I, I felt at, after the fall of Roe v. Wade that I had to put, you know, my, my um, sort of put my time into what I was preaching, practice what I was preaching, and I found that the organization that I volunteer with was absolutely inundated, was turning people away because there were so many women um, who just wanted help. And these were women who abortion wasn't even on the table for them. They just feel completely alone, isolated, afraid, and in many cases financially unable to have a baby, and so they're desperate. Um, so that's one. I mean, two, I would say educate yourself as voters. Today is Election Day to see what's happening where where you live and how you can support in the ballot box the types of laws that the types of laws are the types of candidates who don't just support um, laws that protect babies, protect women, but also uh, want to put into place um, <clears throat> more funding, more resources for those women and for those babies. You know, you mentioned earlier how uh, more and more parental consent was is being taken away, and that happened here in the state of Michigan with Proposal 3. Not only did they indoctrinate abortion in our Constitution, but they threw so much in there, including parental consent being taken away on issues like abortion or hormone therapy or having a sex change that parents don't even have the right to protect their kid because the kids can go do this without the parents' knowledge. I mean, this is really a crisis, and if we truly cared about children, and women, we would not put our children in these circumstances without the protection of their own parents. No, I think parental rights, you're so right. The parental rights is really sort of uh, the battle line right now, where the line is in, this, in, in the sort of culture battles, because um, it's not just education. It's exactly what you talk about. They're, they're bundling into 
these um, ballot initiatives that sound great, like the Protect Women's Health Initiative, things like that, um, you know, they're uh, branding it as, oh, we just want to make sure that, you know, abortion remains a a right in your state. And so, you know, for the significant percentage of Americans who are, you know, comfortable with abortion in the first trimester, nothing else, they think that sounds great. They still want women to have that as a fallback. The problem is what they're putting into these ballot initiatives is everything. They're, A, stripping away the rights of voters to have any say in the future on abortion in their state. B, they're stripping away parental rights when it comes to not just abortion, but as you point out, a whole host of other issues related to gender ideology. And people need to wake up because, you know, like the thing that's on the ballot in Ohio is so extreme. Um, it is a, it is not hyperbolic to say that it could remove the rights of a parent to know or be involved in a sex change for their child, um, you know, a pimp taking their daughter, or not just a pimp, but a soccer coach, a gymnastics coach, yeah. taking their kid <laughs> to the clinic for an abortion. Um, yeah. So if you're a parent and you want to have a say in anything related to your child's health, um, you have to watch with a hawk's eye what the pro pro-abortion agenda is trying to do yeah it's very scary and that's exactly what's happening in the state of michigan if and if if they really care about us as as individuals this would never have gone on the ballot but they don't care it's all about a control and an agenda and it amazes me that people didn't figure that out and they didn't do their research actually you talked about election day you know really you have to do your research before you go to the polls and so many people till today don't even know what was in proposal three that got voted on last year and now it is part of the Michigan's constitution and that could god forbid happen in the state of Ohio if people are not properly doing their research of what they're voting on. No, I think it's absolutely right. And you know, look at Planned Parenthood. All of a sudden Planned Parenthood is offering um hormones for teens. I know. Like, I why know. do they care about that? I mean yeah. but they're they're part and parcel and there's an agenda there and it's voters have to know what's going on. Yeah. It's about money. People have to follow the money and follow the agenda and do their research and really uh, form their Catholic conscience before they go to the polls. Ashley, what else do you want people to know about the study and where can we find it? We, uh, people should share the study. And when you get into these conversations with your friends and family, and I don't want arguments ensuing, just to arm yourself with proper information. So when these issues come up, you say, hey, have you seen this study that came out about women being pressured to have an abortion? What do you think about that? So Ashley, where can we find this and how can we share it? Sure. So the study came out to the Charlotte Logier Institute. Um, and if you go to their website, they have very kind of simple, clear language, you know, documenting, um, breaking the study down. If you go to our website, it's Catholic Association, you can find articles that I've written about this um, that, you know, link to some of these studies. And um, I think it's, it's, you know, if there's just one talking point that people have, it should be um, that women should not be coerced into abortion, but 70% mm-hmm. of women are. And that's yeah. something that we should all be able to agree on, regardless of where you fall on the question of abortion, is that no woman should be coerced into an abortion. And how does that differentiate us from a country like China, where women actually are forced into abortion? Yeah. Yeah. And Ashley has uh, an article. She has penned an opinion piece, even wealth and fame don't save women from abortion pressure. And she talks about uh, uh, Britney Spears memoir. Where can we find that article, Ashley McGuire? 
Yes, sure. So that article was published in Newsweek, and if you go to our website at the thecatholicassociation.com, uh, you'll find it right there at the top, and that also links straight to the um, study that we've been discussing. Great. We have a minute left with you, Ashley. What else do you want to share with us, Ashley McGuire, here today? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think that Election Day is always a great opportunity for prayer. You know, there's, um, you know, we know that the final victory is won, um, and, you know, if you're feeling helpless or powerless about the direction of this country, I know, even as an activist, I often do, too, um, that we have the most powerful weapon of all, which is prayer. Amen to that. And there's a study that I just read in the news that majority of Americans feel that the country is going in the wrong direction. Surprise, surprise. Ashley McGuire, thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Connection and sharing with us your article and your study on women feeling pressured to have an abortion. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go read Ashley McGuire's uh, uh, column. It's an opinion piece that she co-wrote, and it's in Newsweek. Uh, It's about Britney Spears, just an example of even wealth and fame. Don't save women from abortion pressures. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to continue our conversation here on Catholic Connection with Beth Vanderkoy, Executive Director of Greater Columbus Right to Life. We'll be right back after this. Can our society return to sanity? No, not without widespread spiritual revival. I don't see how it can happen. As Richard Weaver said in the classic, Ideas Have Consequences, nothing can be done until we have decided whether we are primarily interested in truth. And that's a capital T. Not my truth, not your truth, but the truth we share of an objective moral universe. And that's where we have to stand firm and insist with all grace and with all love that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he did teach that the truth is good and will set us free. But there's no freedom until we re-embrace some shared understanding of the truth. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. We just did our parish mission a couple weeks ago now, and I suggested that in the course of the mission that we do something like a a little mini spiritual assessment of our lives. I don't have to show this to anybody, but a great chance for us just to, with real honesty, just between us and Jesus, ask ourselves some questions. First question, given the fact that half of Catholics don't think God is even personal, would be to ask ourselves that. Do I think God is personal? And then to ask myself, do I think a relationship with Jesus is possible? Do I have a relationship with Jesus? And if so, what's it look like? And then perhaps a little bit more awkwardly or painfully to ask Jesus from his perspective, what's the friendship that we have with him look like? How would he describe our friendship with him? That might be a hard conversation to have.
There's a very powerful pro-life ad that's urging rejection of the radical Ohio amendment. Late-term abortion is real. To talk with us about that and so much more from the Greater Columbus Right to Life is Beth Vanderkoy, Executive Director. Beth, thank you for joining us here on Catholic Connection. Good morning. It's great to be here. So, uh, you know, this feels a little bit like deja vu for us here in the state of Michigan because we went through this with Proposal 3 and what you're facing today. And we pray that you have a much better success than we did last year. So tell us what's going on in Ohio on Election Day today. Well, you know, obviously uh, a lot of eyes, uh, particularly within the faith and the pro-life community, are on Ohio. And we actually have two ballot issues here in our state. The first uh, is issue one, a constitutional amendment that, you know, as we've been talking about, would not only extend abortion through all nine months of a pregnancy, it would mandate taxpayer funding of that, but it would also open up a whole host um, of other so-called reproductive decisions. So anything that falls under the uh, the umbrella of a reproductive decision would become a fundamental right within the state of Ohio. Um, and the consequences of that, as I know you've spoken, are pretty extreme and pretty dire. So we're talking about taxpayer-funded abortion through all nine months. We're talking about um, the evisceration of parental involvement before kids get not only abortions, but also things like puberty blockers or sex changes. Um, and I also think that we are talking about um, uh, the consequences of this will absolutely enable in- abusers and pimps and traffickers. So, uh, you know, we have that issue on the ballot. We're working very hard to defeat it. We also have a, 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 a legalization of uh, marijuana for recreational purposes. And um, then there's a host of other issues, you know, local issues, school boards, etc. So, you know, we have been out there as, you know, Greater Columbus Right to Life is a member of the coalition Protect Women Ohio, um, and we have been out there, you know, trying to do our very best to meet the millions of dollars that they are funneling into our state from out, mostly outside of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are also, you know, doing the ground game. And so I would tell you, it's It's not quite 10 a.m. right now. If there is anybody listening who wants to do something to get involved, there are two things that you can absolutely do. Um, You can absolutely pray, um, and we know and are so appreciative of everybody who is praying with us from around the country. Uh, You know, in pro-life work, prayer is not a platitude. It is is the, the premise upon which our work is based. But the other thing is, no matter where you are, if you can hear this and you have access to a smartphone, uh, you can join us in, in making phone calls today to get out the vote. Because this, this election could come down simply to who gets the most people out to vote. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is thinking, I've got 15 minutes and a smartphone, I could make five or ten phone calls just go onto our website at gcrtl.org slash stop. Um, give us your, your name and your email, um, and my office will set you up with credentials and instructions, and you can help us make phone calls to Ohio voters who have not yet voted. Um, wow. And this is, this is old-school political campaign work called vote flushing, uh, and, and we are... We are um, we are very serious about it. I think over the weekend, 
uh, across the state, volunteers have contacted. We have to be close to 75,000 voter contacts just this past weekend. Mm. So, um, you know, I appreciate all of our volunteers who are out there. Um, I'm actually getting texts from people who said that they're listening and calling as we speak. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, isn't that, yeah. isn't that great? Yeah, we um, all could do our part because, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Ohio abortion supporters outraised pro-life side three to one, which is an article in the National Catholic Register. So we have to do all that we can to get boots on the ground to do our part. And often people, you know, kind of, feel like there's nothing they can do right no we all can do something and now you have something very tangible that you can do if you could spare 15 minutes today take beth up on her offer and make phone calls so beth vanderkoy explain again how can people do that again if they have time today to help you get the vote out it's it's very easy we use an app called i360 and so the first thing you need to do is go to wherever your app store is and download the i360 call app um, and then if you give my office a call or if you go onto our website uh, gcrtl.org slash stop uh, there's a little form you can fill out and it says i think it says something like i want to make phone calls to defeat issue one and you fill that out and within a few minutes um, my my team in the office uh, we're continually monitoring that. We're getting people set up with credentials. We'll shoot you first an email with your login and your password, and then we'll send you an email with uh, instructions. There's a, a there's a like a survey. You just basically read what we say. If, if there's a voicemail, you leave a you leave a message and you go. And we'll be doing that until noon. Um, and okay. then at noon, we're asking everybody to log out of the system. Uh, shut it down, and then what we'll actually do is we'll take out all of the people who've already voted this morning. And then in about 12.15, you can log back in and you can start making calls. And again, we're just calling pro-life voters who have not yet voted today. We're talking with Beth Vanderkoy today, Executive Director of Greater Columbus Right to Life. It is Election Day in Ohio and here in the state of Michigan, but they are facing a very similar proposal that the state of Michigan faced last year with Proposal 3 uh, that puts uh, abortion on the ballot, extreme measures of abortion and all these other things, taking away parental consent, which is, Beth, is, it's such a, it, hypocrisy when they say they want to protect children and protect women, but they yet put a proposal like this on the ballot that takes away way parental consents and does everything but protect women and children well and you know let's get kind of beyond all of the political messaging this is something that these organizations groups like the aclu urge uh planned parenthood preterm yeah. these organizations have been making this their priority for the last 50 years and so what they're doing now is they're truly running what is nothing more than a Trojan horse. The advertisements, look, political ads are always a little iffy, right? But the ads in Ohio are scaring people into believing things as absurd as that without issue one, we're going to let women who are having miscarriages go without yeah. any medical care. Yeah which it's is a lie. Sure. They told the same lie here. They told the same. If you have an atomic pregnancy, you're not going to get help. It was the same lie. And people believed it. They didn't do their research. They didn't realize what was really in the proposal three. I can't tell you how many people here in the state of Michigan tilted it like, what? What did we vote for? 
this is what happens when you don't do your research. You got to do your research on issue one to know what's in it. I, you know, I just finished up a massive tour. I think I gave 63 talks across Ohio and I continually reminded people, it doesn't matter what you wanted it to say. It doesn't matter what you thought you voted for. It doesn't matter what the advertisement says. What matters is the actual language of the constitutional amendment and how that is interpreted um, and how that will bind Ohio um, and keep Ohio from passing any common sense and uh, things that everybody agrees on, simple regulations, simple laws, things that actually protect women and children. Um, It's, it's, shocking and horrifying mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. i used to say i used to say uh, there was a band called the pussycat dolls that was popular um and they had a song and they said be careful what you wish for because you just might get it and and i think that's what's going to happen to a lot of ohioans who simply do not realize how extreme this amendment really is we got to take a break we're talking with beth Vandercoy here on Catholic Connection. She is with the Greater Columbus Right to Life. It's Election Day in Ohio. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back to wrap up with Beth Vanderquart. Stay with us, everyone. This program brought to you by the following nonprofit company. From a firm films comes Journey to Bethlehem. This wasn't a dream. An angel came to me. Can we, can we Look at the star. This is it. You truly believe that this child is the chosen one. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem. Rated PG. Federal guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere, November 10th. Soundtrack also available. More information is at journeytobethlehem.com. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic healthcare alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health sharing option. Curo's Christ-centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Ciao, amici. Teresa Tamio here. If you're looking for something inspiring to give to someone this Christmas season, or maybe just a little stocking stuffer for yourself, make sure to check out the Ave Maria Radio online store. Plenty of books are sale to teach, inspire, and renew your connection with God. Speaking of sales, my book, Everything's Coming Up Rosie, is 25% off this month while supplies last. So go ahead over to AveMariaRadio.net and click on the bookstore. Happy shopping. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. We 
We've been talking with Beth Vanderkoy, Executive Director of the Greater Columbus Right to Life. It's Election Day in Ohio, and there's a way that you can get involved and help them. Uh, boots on the ground, making phone calls and doing your part to get the word out. Uh, it's, it, you know, this this is winnable, Beth. I mean, I know it's going to be a nail biter, but it's winnable. Well, it it absolutely is. Uh, I mean, every election comes down to turnout, and we're already seeing high turnout here in Ohio. Ohio has early voting. Um, we saw really high turnout, particularly in the rural areas. And I'm telling people, you know, sometimes you'll have people say, oh, you know, I live in this city, so my vote doesn't matter. You know, I live in a liberal city, so my, my vote doesn't matter. I live in a rural area, so my vote doesn't matter. For this election today, um, we need every vote in every county um, and and everybody to get in and and vote because it it's going to make the difference in an election mm-hmm. like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people that say, you know, I've heard not only that, but my vote doesn't matter, or like, oh, the election is rigged, it doesn't matter. You can't go in with that mindset. You have to go and exercise your right to vote. There's been voter fraud for decades. You cannot not vote because you think there's something fraudulent going on. You know, you have to go and vote and stand up and speak up for what is right and just and trust trust God, have faith and pray and trust God and do your part. And, you know, in addition to helping you out and making these phone calls, uh, Beth, people can also call their friends and their family. You know, you've probably got your own contacts and remind them the importance of voting today. Maybe text message or send emails out. You know, can you speak to that about just even your own social circles? Yes. You know, if you have somebody you know who lives in Ohio or if you have people in your social media streams, you know, certainly find what what we're doing, what the campaign, you know, you can find Protect Women Ohio. Um, We have a great uh, social media presence. Um, Cincinnati Right to Life is doing some just brilliant things on on their social media, particularly on Instagram. I highly recommend the work that they're doing down there. Um, I'm focused a little bit more on kind of our ground and our grassroots game. So um, what they're doing is blowing us out of the water. But, but yes, it, it really does make a difference. And as somebody who has been involved in the political sphere for more than 20 years, it always kind of shocks me when I hear people say something like, oh, yesterday was the election. I forgot. And, you know, a a part of me just kind of wonders, like, how did you forget? There have been a barrage of, you know, mail and TV and ads and and everything. But it does happen. And, you know, people have, you know, people get caught up in their day-to-day life. And so, you know, certainly call friends and family and remind them that there's an important election here in the state of Ohio. Yeah. And Ohio has a really safe and secure elections process. Um, we have really um, one of the best systems in the nation. You know, there's there's a Republican and a Democrat in charge of every county board of elections and all of the polling places. You can really be confident that um, your vote is going to be counted. It's going to be counted properly. Um, and if something goes wrong, because something always goes wrong, you know, there will be a, a polling place that has a paper jam. Um, but these things tend to be handled very, very quickly um, and very, very professionally here in the state of Ohio. Our Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, does a great job of managing campaigns or managing elections. So, 
Uh, so, you know, certainly get out there, vote, continue to pray. Again, all it takes is 15 minutes and a smartphone, and you can you can join us in, you know, making 50 phone calls. If we have 100 people making 50 phone calls, uh, you know, that's, that's a tremendous amount of additional voters that we can reach um, without us spending millions of dollars. So Great, go hit us up, gprcl.org slash stop. Beth, give that out one more time, that website one more time. Yes, vcrtl.org slash stop, like Greater Columbus Right to Life.org. And you just click under the, the stop, like stop this bad amendment. Great. Beth Vanderkoy, thank you so much for joining us here in Catholic Connection. Thank you, and God bless the work you do. God bless all, everything that you do. Beth Vanderkoy, Executive Director of Greater Columbus Right to Life, and the Lord is putting it on your heart to help them get the word out, get people out to vote, the pro-lifers to vote. Please go ahead and, and take Beth up on her offer to help them make those 50 phone calls. And if you have friends that could do the same, put it on your social media, text your friends and family, remind them it's an important election day in Ohio, and to you know vo- vote your Catholic conscience, pray about it, do your research, and understand what you're voting for. Thanks for all of our guests for joining us here on Catholic Connection and for all of you for tuning in. Thanks to Paul Mercino and Ashley McGuire and all of you for tuning in and for allowing me to sit in the host chair for Teresa Tamio. God bless. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.